It's not always easy to find the positive. You might even need to search for happiness. Sometimes, just a little inspiration can make the difference. Here, it comes from unexpected places. Welcome to the Tangential Inspiration Podcast. I'm Teresa. And I'm Colleen. We're two ordinary moms looking for inspiration wherever we can find it. Colleen was nice enough to let us take a week off because life has been super crazy busy between graduations and kids coming home from school. So we're taking a week off, but I did want to chat about a story my mother-in-law sent me, and I didn't want to wait to pass along. My dad owned a metal shop, and I grew up watching him create all sorts of things out of metal. Stuff up at the Oregon Zoo, which always excited me, was very impressive to me. He made a contraption up in a lake in Washington that had been overgrown, just taken over by plant life. So he made this contraption that could bring in carp to safely and in an environmentally friendly way take care of the overgrown plant life. He also did some building construction, sending things to Hawaii. So all sorts of things. And I know he's proud of many of the things he's built because the other night when we drove past a building, my youngest let me know that grandpa had worked on that building. It's a big building in Portland. I, of course, already knew this as each time I passed the building with my dad growing up, he would make mention of it. I also always remind my husband of that too. But this isn't to say that my dad doesn't have reason to be proud of the things he's built, because he certainly does. It does probably explain my affinity to metal artwork. I really love seeing things sculpted from metal, and I have several pieces of metal art in my house. Some are abstract, some are realistic, but there's just something about metal artwork that strikes a chord with me. So when my mother-in-law, who always seems to find good stories, sent me an OPB article about an organ artist named Pete Helzer, a bronze sculptor who was doing a tribute to a black organ pioneer, I knew I had to do a story about it. Peter Helzer has been doing bronze sculptures for over 50 years. Helzer, who's 76, jokes that the bronze gets a little heavier each year. Peter's made artwork all over Oregon, and if you live in Oregon, you've probably seen some of his work at a park, cultural center, or a library. More than 200 of his pieces are displayed around Oregon, including the sculpted dancers outside of Eugene's Holt Center, bronze monsters reading on a bench at the Jackson County Public Library, a memorial to Ken Casey, an Oregon author who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and the acrobatic turtles outside of the Oregon Zoo. Peter says he focuses on two types of artwork, historical and whimsical. He does have a particular passion for building fun designs that he knows kids are going to climb on. Peter started off as a teacher, teaching for 12 years, and then in his 30s decided to change gears. He graduated with a Master of Fine Arts degree in sculpture in 1983 from the University of Oregon. He has his own bronze foundry on his farm in Dexter, Oregon, which is by Dexter Lake in Lane County. He lives on a farm there with his wife, Marge, and his daughter, Allison. It's pretty cute that his daughter has a band called Tanua, which is an Irish Celtic band. Allison plays the banjo and tenor guitar, and Peter is the band manager. And as Peter is contemplating retirement, he's thinking of filling up his spare time building guitars and banjos. 
Jesse Dolan, who works at the Oregon Coast Visitors Association, grew up in Waldport, Oregon, which is a town on the central Oregon coast. He contracted Peter Helzer to do a statue commemorating a black Oregon pioneer, Lewis Southworth. Lewis Southworth was born in 1830 on the 4th of July, and while his father's last name was Hunter, as he was born in slavery, he was given the last name of his master, James Southworth. Lewis Southworth was brought to Oregon as a slave in 1853. His most prized possession was a fiddle. Lewis raised enough money panning for gold and playing his fiddle that he eventually was able to buy his freedom in 1858. At the time, Oregon law excluded blacks from owning property, but Lewis Southworth settled in Oregon anyway. In the 1860s, he ran the livery stable and worked as a blacksmith in Buena Vista, Oregon, before he was able to earn enough money to purchase some property in Waldport, Oregon, where he operated a ferry over the Elsia River, which allowed people to travel up and down the Oregon coast. Because he used the Homestead Act to purchase the property, he was able to avoid Oregon law preventing blacks from owning property, because there was no such prohibition in the Federal Homestead Act. Lewis supported his family by being a crack shot His stepson remembered that we always had plenty of deer, elk, and bear meat, and there was plenty of salmon, trout, clams, and crabs here, so we lived well. Eventually, Lewis Southworth would donate the land for the first schoolhouse built in Waldport. Lewis died in Corvallis in 1917 at the age of 86. According to Jesse Dolan, Southwark was just a luminary. He really was embraced by a white settler community during a very divided time in our state's history. Waldport had to move its high school to a higher ground because of the tsunami risks, but the old site is being turned into the 12-acre Lewis Southwark Park, which I think is awesome. The sculpture commissioned by the Oregon Coast Visitor Association was designed by Peter Helzer and shows Lewis Southworth doing what he loved to do, playing the fiddle. The life-size realistic sculpture is based on an old photograph of Lewis playing his fiddle in 1915. The statue has been completed but has not yet been installed. It's on display until it gets moved to its final park home at the Alcia Bay Bridge Interpretive Center and Museum. This will be one of the very few statues in Oregon commemorating early black settlers. Helzer describes the piece as one of the most complex pieces he's ever done. The reason is, he's playing a fiddle. It's hard to get the hand to look natural, Helzer explains. I finished the hand. I looked at it. Looked fine from one angle. I go to another angle. It looked like the hand had a broken wrist. So cut it off and start over. Sometimes it takes a long time for people to get recognized for their contributions, and I'm just so thankful that Lewis Southworth is finally getting some much-deserved recognition. I think it's great that another Oregonian one who's done such fun and amazing sculptures already is the person that gets to capture Lewis. Thanks for being patient with us as we take a week off. Can't wait to talk. Next Wednesday, we'll be back with our normal episodes.